Hello and welcome to the 8th episode of Sometimes Heroes. My name is James and I'll be your Game Master. Let's introduce our players. Hi, uh, my name is Eric and I am playing the half-work barbarian, former dock worker, Sten. Hi, my name's Molly and I am playing Eden. She is a human sorcerer. I am playing Gish and he is a human shield bearer. Oh wait, Morgan's not here today. So Gray Fox will be taking a hike. So last time on Sometimes Heroes, you guys escaped the gutter, went walking on the dock at sunset. It was very romantic, covered in refuse. And then you went back to Eden's house. Yes. You got gutsied up, cleaned off. Uh, Eden got a gift from her mom. Alana informed you of the sitch, the political sitch, so to speak. And now you guys have left the compound, going to a party looking swank. Damn right. You guys power walk down the street. Well, wait, and wait, 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 we haven't left it, have we? You can have not left if you want. I would like to not leave yet. Okay, you guys get to the gate and... Uh, and fail to leave. <laughs> and, and Gish holds it with one finger and turns on heel. Yeah, I don't even say what I do. I just, I run back, which, you know, maybe people think it's just me being crazy as usual. Everybody stands around awkwardly? Sure. Or maybe they don't stand awkwardly. Maybe they all break and dance. Who knows? But I run back to where I think the garden was, where Eden's mom is. Ruining your stealth mode. What do you mean? You guys recall that you did this all very stealthily? Oh. So that the Madre suspected nothing? Well, but wasn't Stan hanging out the window? No, that was a joke. Oh. You guys did not three stooge it. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude, why are you going to harass my mom? No, well, I'm sorry, your dad hates me, so I kind of want She doesn't know that you're here, she's not supposed to know that you're fine, here. Fine, 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 okay, I don't do that. I stealth. <laughs> I stay stealth. Just out of curiosity, down. what was your plan? Um, yeah, I want to know now. I was going to talk to her, introduce myself, and then, you know, be like, um... What are you, actually, courting Eden? I was going to say no. parents' approval. Well, no, it was like... I thought she was courting Eden's mom an, or something. An important government oh. official does not like me. I would like that to not be a situation. Uh, and then tell her that, like, here's what's happening with the political situation, and maybe your family should look for ways to get out of town if things go really bad. Maybe that's something you should talk to Eden about and see if she wants to do that. Because that is something the pop-pop Milan suggested. All right, fine then. I'm not going to go talk to her. I'm going to stay stealth. You fade into the background. So you're not going to talk to Eden? No, I'm not going to talk to Eden's mom. Oh, well, okay. Well, you're not going to you... talk to me about any of this? Well, I mean, once yeah. I leave the gate, I might. Okay. Okay, uh, the you guys step out of the gate. <laughs> it's an exciting <laughs> time. It's all it's been, it's been really productive. First encounter, the gate. You guys pass it 400 XP for all. <laughs> really? No. Oh. Are there any Pokemon around? There is a uh, shaking bush on the GPS over there. <laughs> hey, guys, we need to stop by a couple Pokestops on the way, okay? <laughs> I don't think that's how our game works. All right, bad kids, get uh, back in game. So I actually do need to talk to Eden about something as we're walking. All right, walk and talks. So uh, I don't think I'm going to fit into this party we're going to. You know, I would have to agree with you there. Can I be your servant or something? You're going, you know what? Everyone's going to have to be something that they're not for the rest of the night because I know that everyone is dressed really nicely, but they're still going to be able to pick you guys out. Namtar, Uncle Nami here, mentioned that he worked for someone who was presumably noble, and he's an orc. Is that kind of thing done around here? Could I fit in like that, or is that weird? Are you talking about me? Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> Uncle Nami, I'm indeed talking about you. He stuffs a finger into his ear and pulls out some wax. What do you need? You can listen in, Nami. Just having a chat with Eden here. I think oh, she might gracious. be better to ask around than you. No, no offense. 
Gray Fox is going to look around at all this and say, you know, this is nice, guys, and thanks for the duds, Aiden, but I have something I need to do that I forgot about. And he fades into the background. Okay, well, that's not suspicious at all. The first time he's actually Batmaned. Not- <laughs> <laughs> We've been waiting for that for so long. Well, at least he, he told us before he Batman. Batman usually just gone. Oh, you're right. right I messed well- it up. It's true. <laughs> Batman effect. All right, well, maybe that's not such a terrible thing. I don't know how well he would have blended in. So maybe he's safer doing whatever shady thing he's doing without us. Wait, so you're saying he wasn't safe. Now I'm really scared because I'm pretty sure he blends in more than me. Uh, No, 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 it's fine. We just need to come up with a role you can play, something that people would believe, a reason people would believe that you're with me. Maybe you could be my bodyguard or something of that nature. A bodyguard, I can do that. Do bodyguards wear clothes like this? Is this too froofy? Uh, and then, like a secret bodyguard. I'm blending in. No one knows. Yeah, like secret service. No one would ever suspect the enormous orc next to you as in fact a bodyguard. <laughs> it's the yeah, perfect yes, it disguise. Is, it is a little um, swanky for the occasion, but it'll have to do for now. We don't really All have right. much of a choice. It's like the secret service. You don't see them anything but a tux. That's true. It is just like the secret service. Things tend to himself. about a universe that's not this one that's a fair point though you stick a little beeswax in your ear and tap it every once in a while yeah yeah, yes yes look tough no it's so the old (laughs) this is the most disgusting thing i don't know what it says about me that this immediately came to my mind but now i'm imagining a magical communication style like that where you take the earwax of someone else enchant it put it in your own ear and then you can communicate with them uh like we would well, that's myself out. That sounds like we that is legit. What your wax or arcana? Is that what you said? It's magic. It's just magic. So he's got a arcana. <laughs> As we're walking, I'll turn to Namtar. I say, is there anyone from the Afsal that perhaps we could pose as? Though maybe that wouldn't be a good idea because then they might be able to spot us since there's an ambassador from the Afsal. He looks all of you up and down and just very sorrowfully shakes his head. I meant mainly for you and Sten. He raises his eyebrows and laughs. <laughs> oh, darn. Alas. I then ask Eden, should I keep my distance from you when I get there? Because, I mean, your dad said he just didn't want me around you. If I just also happen to be there, he can't really get mad at me, can he? I think it might be a lose-lose situation because I feel like you're bound to get in trouble if you go off on your own. But at the same time, you do make a good point. Ugh, if at any point I have to go talk to my father, I may need you to lay low. Yeah, I think I'll enter with you guys, but I will keep a bit of distance just so... I mean, his situation's trouble enough already. Do we need to disguise Namtar? What do you guys think? Or is he still disguised? That was a point of conflict last time between my perception and what you guys thought was going on. So I thought he was disguised. Oh, okay. But then at several points, you guys were like, nah, he doesn't need a disguise. Oh, no, I, I think you're thinking what I was saying. I didn't mean he wasn't disguised. I was just saying it wasn't didn't need to be a particularly complicated disguise. You mean disguised in the sense that he does not even look like an orc? I was thinking specifically making him look at least like a half-orc, if not a human. I guess what I was assuming was something similar to me, where he looks he still looks orcish, but he doesn't look like feral or anything. But, I mean, he's fairly close to that anyway, isn't he? Kind of. Okay, well then, you know, I tell, can I roll a perception to see how disguised he is? You don't need to. If you used the previous roll from last game and he is still disguised, mm-hmm. which he should be, he looks like a human. Cool, then we'll just go with that. He looks like an old crotchety dude. That works. I hope there's no assassins that are going to go for the ambassador like that guy told Gray Fox. Right, yeah. Or, you know, mice that turn into people. 
or vice versa. Or really anything that can harm us in any way or bite us and turn us potentially into monstrous you're, creatures that might yes. create more monstrous creatures. You're just, you're just saying that because you get stabbed every time we get in a fight. Well, not stabbed, but somehow oh. bitten or scratched or bruised up or covered in poo. Do you have a charm? Do you know how it works yet? I do. Okay. Did you want to test it or are you just going to... No, no, no. I, I shouldn't test it. It has limited use. So oh, okay. I'm going to wait until I need it. Good idea. Okay. All right. Then I guess we're just going to head for the gate then. No, this stuff is happening. I mean, head <sighs> All right. Nothing else happens. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. Indeed. Alana has just sort of been watching this with a slightly bemused at first, but turning slowly more into a dignified dismay. She says... I also will not be welcome at this party. If I might, lady, ride upon your shoulders underneath your hair. Oh boy, as what exactly? Well, it's up to you. I was thinking some sort of gerbil or mouse. Aw, okay. Well, as long as you're not a gnat or a spider or really anything of the insect variety, then go for it. Oh, it's much too hard to not bite someone when you're in one of those things. I can only imagine. If you ask me any questions, I will tap once for yes, two for no, three for shrug. <laughs> okay. She will pull you off into an alley where no one is about, turn very quickly into a mouse and scurry up your leg. Ooh, alrighty. Did she just say that when she turns into creatures, it's hard for her not to bite people? Only when she's I... a spider. That's just weird. They've got animal instincts. Yeah, especially being in a crushing space next to this warm meat sack. <laughs> well, when you put it that way. Anyway. So, you guys carry on towards the keep. Is there any more planning you guys want to do? I feel like we've done enough damage with the planning so far. I'm ready to just wing it. Okay, so you guys approach the keep. The street is less full than it was when you were headed towards the Milan estate. Now you see the back ends of people as they file towards the gatehouse of the keep. Instead of a gaggle of soldiers, a very tight line of polished armor, fresh-faced recruits, and dignified-looking veterans line the edges of the gate as people approach and are let in one by one, or by pairs, depending on if they are in couples. So is there a line we need to get in? It's, hmm, it's less of a line and more of one of those red carpet situations where they... Uh. Hold, hold you in a mob and pull you out one by one so you may be announced oh boy wow this will be fun okay let's join the mob okay the four of you join the mob all well, five of you four people one mouse god i'm feeling skittish about getting in this line to be announced just just stay calm and act like you are supposed to be here can I, that is that maybe, is all you can do right now maybe there's another way i can sneak in if you've got any ideas, I'm open. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to roll for perception because I've been in the keep before. Maybe maybe I can think of something. Okay. So it would be perception or would it be history? It would be a wisdom-based roll, but I'm not sure which. I, I'm guessing you've walked by this place a few times. Yeah. It, you're basically rolling in retrospect. Okay, I got a 22. Yeah, you were paying attention. You noticed that there is a servant's gate on the far side. Acting like a servant, I can do that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go use the servant's gate just because I don't want to be announced. Should I use that as a bodyguard? Probably not. No, no. You, I'm assuming you, I would need to stay with. Her. Yeah. I will meet you guys in there, and this way, less chance your dad's going to get mad. So I step out of the line, and I head for the servant's gate. 
Gij breaks formation and scurries over that way. It is Gij, you will notice a couple things, is that if you were with a noble going in the front gate, being armed was not terribly unusual. The great shield was a little off-putting, but <laughs> having a sword is no big deal. Mm -hmm. But none of the servants are armed. Right. So when you see this, do you turn or do you try to find a way to then regardless? No, no. I just, I just carry on as if I'm supposed to be doing this. Okay. Do you continue to look fabulous? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Gige, roll a performance. Oh boy. Time to get like a one. 16. Respectable. You are walking in the back. You see lots of people bringing food from carts. There's a general hubbub. Everybody is too busy to pay you much mind, though they do notice you. Mm -hmm. Everybody who passes by looks up and gives you a very, like, what look? But then is too busy to pay attention and keeps going. And you walk into the kitchens. There is an abundance of chickens in a little coop on one side that are, you know, being slaughtered for the upcoming dinner. This room is hot Yum. and crowded. There is a fat chef who yells at you to get out. But when you look around, you notice that there are a few people who aren't working. They have odd coats and little sticks with strings, and they are surrounded by a couple cats each. Meow. Huh. Do I know we what We cut about? back to... Uh, roll a history check real quick. Okay. My history's garbage. I got a four. You have no idea. Awesome. They look weird. Thank you. So Eden and Sten get sort of ushered to the front. Eden gives her name to the usher who takes it to the uh, announcer man who says, Very good. You will advance and be announced in the hall. And then you stand in sort of a line, slowly advancing across the courtyard. Sten's pretending to be looking around for threats and such. Looking tough. Good job. Yes. Well, actually, genuinely looking around for threats as well, so where, easy where, job. Where would Gij be? Don't worry about it right now. He's technically on the next map. Oh, okay. You don't see any threats. You see this camp that was being set up earlier in the day is now pristine. You can tell that they pretty much spent the whole day cleaning. All the men there are arrayed in somewhat comical positions, you know, sitting in the door flap of a tent, very obviously sharpening a sword and looking you know, determinedly into the distance. But you can tell that it's kind of staged. As you pass the sparring field, this is sort of a situation where you're advancing step by step and people get led into the hall, announced, and then move on. But it takes about 10 seconds between each couple. As you pass the sparring field, you see a couple of noble children who have picked up wooden swords and are play fighting in it Aww. before before the parents grab them and pull them back into line and you know box their ears a little bit. As you get closer to the door, you see the military of Obelix's finest arrayed before you. No less than 50 men standing, looking pristine and strong. You can't help but think, how could any force in the world stand before this? <laughs> how indeed. In front of it, there is... He looks a little like Kevin, so maybe he's Kevin's brother. But you probably have an actual name for him. I do have an actual man. Okay. He is not Kevin, but he is wearing the exact same uniform. You see a paladin of Bahamut standing in front of them, marching back and forth, you know, very minutely looking at little like buckles that are you know, slightly off or something like that and fixing them, but generally just beaming at the crowd of nobles that are passing in front of him. And they are occasionally asking him questions and throwing benedictions his way, like praise Paylor, Bahamut's justice be maintained and whatnot. His name is Arbiter Ulrich. Eden recognizes him as the head of the Church of Bahamut. He's the head honcho. He is the like supreme court equivalent of this nation. 
Very fancy party. His hair is gray. He has a goatee going on. He's a little bit aged and clearly just wearing this armor is a little rough for him, but he has a spring in his step. You know that once you get into the hall, it will be difficult to sneak away and go to the uh, guardhouse where you were planning on stashing Sammy. Right. What else is there around us, if anything, that would be at all notable? Mostly, you can hear every time the door opens, there's a party going on inside. A very classy party. There's music streaming out every once in a while, which may set your teeth a grinding. <laughs> but mostly, it is just a, not cartoonish, but a cardboard cutout camp of perfect army around you. And the buildings are relatively silent, except for the so, palace in front of you. So no food. You know that the, f- the food feast is hall is inside. Getting down to the important stuff. I like it. <laughs> That's always going to be the first thing on my mind. Yes, yes. Ben does not really know the protocols here or how to get Nami tucked away exactly. You but know that you could... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, on. if there's a reasonable reason for him to be uh, deployed, certainly I could. he's happy to be sent off to tuck him away. Like before, the gatehouse is just past some tents and there's a door, which you know is Kite's office, which he is probably not invited to this party as he is the police as opposed to Let's a see. noble. Then I guess we should see if we can try to do this now. And you've got a minute or two before your spot comes up, and no one would begrudge you, because nobles like the kids are going around and looking at the soldiers and talking to them. Right, right. Okay, well then we better make a run for it. Yeah, let's try to subtly go over there, hope no one notices the enormous orc. (laughs) Fingers crossed. People notice you. People have been noticing you the whole time. A couple of the nobles have commented to Eden saying, it's so nice that your parents have provided such, you know, exotic protection for you. (laughs) Oh, thank you, you racist. And the soldiers, as you pass through the tents, look up from their uh, stations of looking appropriately grim and warlike, notice Sten and sort of break character for a second and step away (laughs) before uh, resuming their stance. Sten just nods slightly in their direction. Are you guys going to the guardhouse or Kite's office? Uh, Kite's office seems like it makes sense, right? Yes. Yeah, I guess that would be the smarter move. All right, Kite's office it is. (laughs) So you step through the tents with Nami in tow and knock on his door, slam it open. Knock on his door is probably the better call. You knock on the door and a gruff voice calls out for you to come in. Let us proceed. Then oh, God. Eden. Sten will keep up the act of kind of looking around, watching the exits before stepping into the door. <laughs> Sorry, out of character comment real quick. I'm really glad that we have a little token for Alana because I'm afraid that otherwise I would forget that she's currently clinging onto the back of my neck. Yeah. Anyway, Oops. carry on. And remember, you can ask her questions. She can hear you. Right. You can probably hear your heart. Um, <laughs> super weird. <laughs> So, as you open the door to Kite's office, and Eden steps in, he says, Hello, Lady Eden. And Sten, look at you. You've taken a step up in the world. (laughs) Indeed, thank you. feel a little weird, to be honest, but I look pretty good. He scoots his chair back and stands up and reaches over the table to shake your hand. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, To be honest, it's kind of disguised, but thank you nonetheless. Oh, he uh, taps his nose real quick. Well, I I guess no congrats. I don't know. What are you here for? Who Apparently I'm friends with important people now, so it's a long I think congrats story. are in order. <laughs> Uncle Nami, once he has gestured to, says, what? Yeah, try to keep it together, old man. So <laughs> I sort of like my casual disdain for Nami. Um, 
Yes, sir. And then Eden would want to brief Kite on the fact that, hey, this, we found this orc who is infected in the sewers. Tell him about the... Oh, I forget the name of the, of the family that he worked for again. I'm sorry. The Coblia. Coblia, yeah, yeah. So um, give me I, the lowdown of what you drop on him. Let's see. Okay, let's hope. You don't have to explain <laughs> everything. Just sort of like what you tell him or if you leave anything out specifically. So I, well... Hmm. Told him that he's infected, he's a monster. Yeah, I don't... Oh, well, okay, I'll leave out the fact that I was bitten, I suppose, because why does he need to know that? But from what I recall, like, our decision was basically to roll the dice and hope that Kite is, like, very trustworthy because we kind of need to tell someone and we need to store this guy somewhere. Uh, It it pretty much was. I mean, I can't think of anybody better. Yeah, I can't really think of anything in particular we would want to leave out. Happy to tell the whole... Yeah, I, I, I think Sten would just pretty much tell him the whole story. He sits silently for most of it, questioning you specifically on the location, like how far into the sewer is this, so he can send them to go find it. Little secret cave. So you want me to hold on to him? If he knows him? more, we could leave him. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think he knows that much more than he's let on already. We, like, for example, he led us to the ship that he was imprisoned on. To be honest, he seems pretty in the dark. But I don't have anywhere to keep him. Honestly, I don't know what to do with him. I feel kind of bad. That is a shame. And you said he's turned already. He seems in control of himself now, but yes. He does indeed. What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, as much as can be expected. He will mention that he has, the jail is pretty full up, but he has some cells dedicated to people who have been bitten. Oh man, I could put them in there. Is it Uh, like shared cells? It's really necessary to, oh, hmm. yeah, that's a good question. Are they shared? They are, but he would be in a cell with people who are already infected, thus mitigating oh, the risk. Poor Nanny. Oh, <laughs> abandoned to another prison. Oh, no, I feel bad for how I've treated him. Well, if he's in control of his faculties, I suppose I could keep on with him as long as you vouch for his character. Seems he's hard of hearing, but I've got a horn I can he's, yell at him with. He's hard of hearing and a little trying to think of a better word than simple. Straightforward. As far as we can tell, Just a he's basic been, man. yes, he, he's been very harmless since he changed back. Well, I suppose I can hold on to him for a few hours here. Yeah, yeah, we just, yes, that's entire, that's, we'd be very grateful for that. Yes, that's fair. Thank you so much. It, we really appreciate your help. Kite stands up and goes over to Uncle Nami and says, uh, Mr. Nami, if you sit here and starts pulling him gently to a chair, Nami looks up at him and is, is like, Thank you. Oh gosh, very, I feel so bad. In very broken common. Oh, by the way, you may notice that the wax in his ear. Uh, oh, those big chunks I, of earwax. Don't let I him take those out. That was just his earwax. No, no. It's like like I said when we were down there, we realized that music was causing the transformation. It's just a precaution. Ah, just to uh, put your minds at ease, I had all the instruments inspected of the local musicians before they were let in. Inspected for ah. ah. Silver instruments. I assume that's the uh, thing that makes it work. I, to, okay. To be honest, as a player, I hadn't put that together. Yeah, I just wanted, to mention, just wanted to mention the black so he doesn't take it out. I will not, even if I want to have a better conversation. To be honest, you're not missing much. He looks at you and you're going into a hornet's nest, young man. Oh, uh, yes. And he pulls out a glass and pulls out Gray Fox's rum and pours a little bit and hands it to you. Calm your nerves. Thank you. I could use that. Sten tosses it back. Very well, get in there. If you're in in line, you should get back quick. Yes, we better hurry. Okay, you guys scurry back to the line. You get back pretty much just in time to be let in the front door. The usher there is looking around nervously, calling your name when you are running towards him. Ooh. 
but we're going to cut back to Ish because he's had some time now that you guys have twiddled your thumbs over there for a little while. So, uh, so I'm in the kitchen. Yep. I'm going to try and navigate to what I think would be the main ballroom. I mean, I, I, do I know the layout of the kitchen with regards to the rest of the keep? No, but you can guess pretty easily because okay. there are finished dishes going out that door. Okay, are there any doors near that? Like, is there another hallway? Or do I know if I just go out that way? If I follow a, a waiter or servant, it's going to take me to the party. If you follow the finished food, you're probably going to the feast hall. If you go through any of the other doors, who knows where you'll end up. Okay, is there any other doors nearby? Yeah, several. Because I'm trying to determine if I want to go anywhere else. Shoot. Where, I guess I'll just go to the nearest door. The nearest door? You yeah. find yourself in a relatively empty hallway. Do I recognize the hallway? It looks palatial. At some point, a servant comes rushing by you, bows his head, and continues on. Gish has a general idea of the location of where he is in the building, and you know that if you continue one way, you will head right. into the administrative buildings, and if you head the other way, you will probably head deeper into the palace. Okay, so I don't know that they just met, so I'm going to try and make my way to Kite Nester. To get to Kite Nester, you have to either go through the Feast Hall or go all the way through the administration building across the courtyard and then to the guardhouse. Okay. That I... is a thing you can do, just a real roundabout way to do it. I don't want to go through the Feast Hall yet. I'm going to go through the administration. Even if I run into Eden's father, I'm not with her, so it's not a big deal. Okay, so you tromp, 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 tromp down the hall, roll a perception check. I rolled a 17 on perception. You hear through a door a harsh whisper between two people whose voices you do not recognize. Mm -hmm. But one of them is saying, the attack happens tonight. We have to leave. The other responding saying, I will not abandon my friend. You try to convince me otherwise, I will end you. And then it goes silent for a little bit. When you look upon the door, there is a brass symbol of a couple of coins stacked upon each other. That's the uh, Master of Currency. I'm pretty sure it is, because it's money, obviously. Is there is there any way for me to like get a look at who exactly said that? Sure, there are lots of ways. Role-playing. Okay, well then, let me <laughs> let me try and... Yeah, thanks. Uh, real helpful. <laughs> let me try and like see if there's like a keyhole or a crack in the door or something to see if I can't just get a peek. Okay, roll, I guess, another perception to really get up in there. I rolled a 22. Okay, roll a stealth as well. Oh god, and then I probably get a 2 on stealth, right? I rolled an 8 in stealth. You walk up to the door, you can see inside this very narrow keyhole, two people moving around. One is a man in finery pacing back and forth, sort of muttering to himself and holding his face in what appears to you to be a sense of desperation. And there is a lovely older woman standing next to him, older as in like 40, standing next to him in equal finery, looking at him calmly. When you are looking at this woman, which your eyes linger on her for seemingly no reason for longer than you would like, she looks over towards the door and walks towards it. Uh, I'm going to book it. Like, run, run? Or like, sneaky? Run. I have nothing I have nothing to do here, walk. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to pretend to just walk like, like I was walking by and just, just, oh, just, just heading that way for a bathroom or something. Okay, roll a dexterity save. I rolled a 10 dexterity save. That is not enough. Oh, jeez. You are pretty much just turned around from the door, starting your first jaunty step of like, oh, I was definitely walking down this hall the whole time. Walk when the door opens and there is a lovely woman standing there with a deep cut dress glaring at you. She says with a voice that sends chills down your spine, it's rude to spy. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this not the captain's office? I'm afraid you're in the wrong building. Oh. Who are you looking for? I was looking for for Captain Stalar. You must. I, I, I apologize. 
Which, which um, way is that from here? She will come up to you, run her fingers across your shoulder, turning you around out to the hall, get real close to your face, facing down the hallway, and say, it's across the courtyard, just over there, and I want you to roll a wisdom save. Uh-oh. I rolled an 18 wisdom save. You feel real conflicted about this whole thing. How impulsively lustful is Gish? Not very. So as Gij is not particularly impulsive or getting into the ladies all the time, it is weird to suddenly really want some. Right. But you manage to tear yourself away, to which she looks a little surprised. <laughs> what do you do? Who's uh, giving I, you directions? Did she give me the correct directions or incorrect directions? Seems like correct directions. Okay, so then I'm gonna I'm gonna go on that way, pretend like you know. Oh yeah, whoops, wrong office. Just gonna go see him. So I just continue down the hall. I mean, she's not following me, is she? Nope. As you walk away, you turn back to check if she's following you, and she pulls out a little fan and starts fanning herself slowly, just looking at you, kind of like considering you. As soon as I get around the corner, I sprint for, for Kite's office. So you're sprinting across the war encampment and yes. also through the line of nobles. Wait, really? The line of nobles are through there? Yeah, the line of no nobles stretches across the war encampment. Oh, well then, shoot. Right, because, okay, then I'm just going to... All right, I'm just going to turn around and go back the other way then, the way I was coming. So you bust out into the war encampment, see the line of nobles, think about it. A couple soldiers look your way, a little confused, but shrug it off. Just another lost yeah. noble guy, whatever. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll head back down the hallway, and if she's there, then I'll deal with it. She is turning around to go back down the hallway when you turn the corner and she turns back to you. I, oh, I, you've come back. I give her a blank smile and I just, I'll just, I'll just keep walking by her as I give her a blank smile. Not really stopping, but just like as if I'm going to say hi, but I don't. Okay. Roll another wisdom save. Oh my goodness. Oh, Jesus Christ. I rolled a two. Clearly, Gish came back at least subconsciously because of this. As you're walking by, she looks like dejected and you just can't help but like comfort her and the words slip out of your mouth despite wanting not to. Mm. What, what would you say to comfort a lady that needs your attention? Hey, it's okay. You're bad at this. Exactly. That's the point. He's a servant. Pat her on the shoulder and be like, hey, it's okay. What? Servants never had to do any emotional comforting? Well, if you, if you learn more about keys, you'll understand. Gish is forced to stop and lay that emotional comfort on this lady. She will sidle up, shoulders rocking back and forth, and say, what will you do to make it okay? And we are cutting away from Gish. Christ. We cut back to Eden and Sten. What would you want them to announce you as? You don't have to... <laughs> Hell if I know. Well, they, you, if you are playing your role, Sten would probably not be announced. It would be announced. Yes, like, yes. Probably standing like, slightly back as she walks in. Yeah, Lady Eden Milan and this guy. <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, it makes sense to not be announced at all. Okay, so a shorter man is handed the scroll upon which your title resides. I was just going to suggest Queen of the Universe, but you can use whichever one you want. Lady works too. <laughs> Lady and the Queen of the Universe, Eden Milan. No, he will announce you as the Lady Eden Milan, and a collection of people will look over, and you've been to these affairs before. You're generally flying under the radar or the subject of some derision because of your powers and reputation, but Ooh. this time you get a lot more attention, and people look over and then begin to speak amongst themselves in hushed tones, or ignore you entirely. Oh, this is fun already. This room is rather large. There is the head table with all the movers and shakers. 
there is an usher who comes up to you and informs you where you are assigned to sit, which is not at the back, but it's not at the front either. You are somewhere in the middle. There are a great deal of nobles with their extended families. The movers and shakers at the head of the table, Eden will recognize them from left to right. Amirian of the Second Order, he is the court wizard. You've always considered him to be, the public has considered him to be kind of a layabout who is writing on his title. There is a woman who you do not recognize. She is clearly a hobgoblin, but has three horns jutting from, from her head. They're about three inches long, delicate porcelain skin and black hair. She looks around the room and occasionally speaks just a short phrase to those who are sitting next to her. This is probably the ambassador. The king, King Severin, is sitting next to her, who is known to most as kind of a weak ruler who doesn't make any strong claims on anything and and has generally avoided war for the last 20 or so years. Sitting next to him is, is his son, who is a little blob of flesh, about seven years old. <laughs> Poor kid. I was actually about to ask, is one of those people a child? Because that token looks like a child. Out of curiosity, is blob of flesh means fat, or is that just what you call people in general? That's just what I call children. No. Uh. Uh, <laughs> He is a small child who does not seem particularly aware or excited to be where he is. He does seem to consider the ambassador to be an object of interest, but besides that, he's just sort of like, blah, playing with his food and stuff. Yeah, uh, just next your typical him, blob of flesh. Yep. Next to him is the High Cleric of Pelor, who you have met, and at the end of the table is the commander of the Standing Army, Lord Commander Primrose. This whole room is covered in gaudy decorations. There is a giant stuffed grizzly bear, and upon closer inspection, you realize it might actually be a dire bear. It is maybe 12 feet tall, standing. Dude, are you trying to make this any more like the party in Avatar The Last Airbender, where the uh, king had a pet bear? I was hoping you would catch that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, wait, King we... Blob of Flesh. <laughs> so what are you guys doing? Well, I am entirely out of my element, so Ben so is just we'll... trying to look, at, well, not inconspicuous, but look like he is completely uh, here just to watch Eden. I guess we would need, we would be taking our seats at this point, right? There are people moving around and talking right now. Nobody has really declared, it's eating time, everybody sit down and eat your stuff. Okay, well, well that's there are hors d'oeuvres and whatnot being paraded around. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess Eden would be keeping an eye out for anything unusual. Would there be anything unusual around her that she might notice? Or should I roll perception? You notice one thing without rolling perception, and it is that your father is not present. Oh, snap. If I may interject. You may is not. There any, is, is there any cheese on these appetizer oh, platters? <laughs> because if so, it's torturous because Sten may not know much about high society, but he does know it's probably not appropriate for him to be eating. So I just need to know whether I'm staring longingly at cheese or not. Oh, many delicacies pass by. A couple of them so delicate that you're not sure you're into it. You're like, I don't know what that ball of something is. But ooh, mm -hmm. that thing definitely, you know, like a crepe wrapped around, you know, melted cheese. Oh, yeah. Thick in it with, you know, a strip of bacon on top. Stay focused, Sten. Stay focused. If you want to look for anything specific, go for it. No, no, I'm good. Oh, you mean Eden. <laughs> you can also look at things. No, you are not allowed to look at things. It would not be unusual, even Sten knows this, for Sten to lean down and say something to Molly. So you can communicate. Okay. I guess, I, so now may not be the best time, but I would like to lean down to her and ask, like, hey, I noticed there aren't many people with bodyguards here. Is there a, do we have some story about why you would need one? Your family overprotective or anything? <laughs> sure, we can just go with that. Sounds good. You're the lady. 
What languages would the ambassador be speaking? Goblin. Or... Hi, you're the thing you know. Okay. She's not going to be able to speak common? Well, she is an ambassador. She's probably okay. educated. She probably speaks right. more than two languages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be the worst well, ambassador would... ever. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry for the laughter. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, I don't I can't speak your language. I guess we're done. I suppose it probably wouldn't hurt to go up and find a moment when she's not busy and maybe introduce myself. Okay, tell me the situation. You can sort of craft it yourself, how you approach her. She is somewhat of a curiosity. She people. is somewhat of a curiosity? Yes, because she's a hobgoblin, but she also has random horns and people are like, what? <laughs> what? Hmm, maybe it would be better for to try to ask someone else, oh, hey, can you introduce me to so-and-so? Who, who, is there somebody at this table that I would already know? I mean, I know uh, that I recognize them, but is there anyone who I would have met before? Make a character. Make a character? Just invent yeah. a new one? It's an acquaintance of yours. You're not BFFs, but you know this person well enough to say, hey, I saw you talking to this person before. Can you introduce me? Okay, sounds good. Um, <laughs> trying to think of a name, but I'm not good at this. Is it a girl or a guy? Let's say it's a guy. Okay. Is he older or younger? Let's say he's older. Okay. Baron Beauregard. That's a good one. Okay, so describe Baron Beauregard to us, and then he will talk at you. Okay. He sits near your family, apparently. Sorry, I'm, I don't know why I'm blanking here. I guess I'm just really not good at this. Um, okay, here's something I do. It's by thinking of someone from a story that you know, and then just like imagine them in your head and describe that person. But it will, it will never come out so much that way that other people can tell who you're describing unless you choose someone like really like yellow hair and a giant sword. That's okay. too much. <laughs> so not like glasses, lightning bolt scar on his forehead, <laughs> black hair. <laughs> Yeah, okay. but you could say, if for some reason I'm thinking of Harry Potter, you can be like, okay, really crazy, black tousled hair, you know, brown eyes, kind of scrawny, about 12. That, <laughs> okay, that doesn't I've... make me think of Harry Potter immediately. Right, okay. Well, I think I've got somebody. Uh, okay. All right, so um, the hair would be dirty blonde with balding areas up front, okay. so you can see that the hairline's kind of receding. He is really skinny, um, almost to the point where it makes you wonder when he last ate. Oh, uh, Eden, how are you? Ah, Beauregard, yes, um, I'm great. Uh, lovely night, isn't it? Indeed. Will your mother be joining us this evening, or will she be staying in like usual? Uh, unfortunately, she is not able to join us tonight. Oh, very well. What a shame. So, uh, have you gotten a chance to meet the ambassador yet? I, this is my first time seeing her. Oh, she's quite a beauty. I, I had the pleasure of speaking with her not an hour ago. Would you like for me to introduce you? Yes, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Very well. He stands up after putting a tiny fork in a tiny pastry and putting it in his mouth. He leads you across the floor towards a little group of people who are standing around her, and they all laugh, and she turns and notices you. Ms. Quee, this is the Lady Eden. I don't believe you've had the pleasure yet. Pleasure to meet you. She extends her hand, sort of, here's my hand to kiss. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I will awkwardly take her hand and awkwardly kiss it. Right before your lips reach it, she moves in and gives you a hug. Oh! Her hand is, as you approach it and get close to it, you feel like it's almost glittering. And she says, 
You have a wonderful aura. Look at you. So beautiful. Nobles are super weird. <laughs> Thank you. That's quite a compliment. And don't Dave. worry, Stan. They're, we're not as, you know, we're not as weird as they are. You know, she she's foreign. Foreigners are crazy. And I'm not going to say that That's out loud. It. Nor was I saying that out loud. That's not obvious. You guys make eyes at each other for just a second. Yes, yes. <laughs> a lot is communicated. We, we're very close. <laughs> This woman, Kui, follows your gaze to Sten and puts one hand out on your chest and then pulls it back very quickly once she touches you. Says, you as well. But you do not belong here. Oh, I'm sorry. How rude of me. This is my bodyguard, Sten. Oh, ma'am. My lady. Very well. You wish to speak with me? Oh, yes. Well, I just wanted the, the pleasure of getting to know you. When did you get into town? Oh, I only arrived this last night. It was a long and arduous journey. Oh, well, how has everyone been treating you so far? Oh, wonderfully. I am accustomed to somewhat grander surroundings, but it is quaint and quite lovely. Oh, completely understandable. So, do you have any plans for the rest of the evening? Merely to enjoy your presence. Oh, well, thank you. It will pain me to go sit at the high table, be so distant from you. Oh my, that's quite a compliment. Thank you. She smiles and looks at Sten for a moment, but then comes back to you. Are you... is that all? Her smile goes a little sideways. Anyway, so what are, what, what are you trying to get out of her? You continue to make, you know, kind of vapid ball talk. Internally, you think. I wouldn't even know where to begin, honestly. <clears throat> I'm just unsettled by this woman. Well, I do like Hey babe, to... someone's gonna assassinate you, just FYI. <laughs> well, I do like to roleplay out talking. It's okay if you hit a point where you're, oh, I have no idea what, how to say this. My character's really charismatic. I find a way to say somebody's trying to kill you in the slyest way possible. Little persuasion or whatever. Excellent. Okay. Well, since I feel like this is something she really needs to know, I need to try to hint at her without outright saying it that she needs to be careful and someone might try to hurt or kill her very soon. Okay. Roll a persuasion to talk on the sly. I rolled an 18. Then you're listening to this whole conversation. It seems oh, indeed. Ex extremely vapid and kind of pointless kind of unsettling well after the initial unsettling it goes into mundanity and ah, you're wondering ah, yes. you're wondering why eden is wasting her time but eventually eden drops a line because they talk about the trip over on a boat and sometimes there are storms and they strike when you least expect it and you know really gives her the eyes at the same time the ambassador Kui, her eyes widen slightly and she puts her hand on eden's shoulder and says Thank you. I appreciate the warning. I will do my best to keep myself aware. Yes, please do. That's all. I think I must mingle. It is my job. Understandable. Thank you so much for, for talking with us. It was lovely to meet you. Of course. She grabs your, both of your hands again and sort of pulls away real slow and then drifts into the crowd ethereally. She's basking in our aura. So weird. <laughs> okay, we are going to cut to Geesh. Oh, thank goodness. I have to know what's happening. Gige, you have been charmed. Everything okay. this woman says, you're just nodding and okay, yeah, that sounds really good. Mm -hmm. Okay, that sounds really good. <laughs> you are vaguely aware of your doings as she marches you into the office that she was in before and starts having a conversation. I'm panicking internally. 
if you were to be super self-aware, you could feel your own voice yelling at you very far away, but it's not anywhere near your actual actions. I, I already I, I already want to break this whammy. I don't want to I don't want to be subject to to this disenchantment. I, I will tell you, and if you find yourself doing something that your character would find abhorrent, I might give you a save. Okay. Maybe. Okay. We'll see what happens. Maybe. All right. All right. <laughs> they are speaking in front of you, but you can barely focus on their voice because all you can see is her face, its beauty, everything about it is wonderful. Uh... Yeah, I know what that's like. And they speak for a moment. You catch his name among the murmur and pointless words. They keep bandering back and forth. Who is this man who gets to speak with her? And it is the Count Terence Sutcliffe, the master of coin that you heard about earlier. These facts vaguely mixed together in your mind. They seem to be getting angry, angry at each other. Mm -hmm. And at some point, she says, kill him. Roll a wisdom save. Oh my god. Well, okay, so this is... Alright, where's my wisdom? If I get... Okay, well, I'll see what happens. See, I'm sorry. I just rolled a three on wisdom save, and I am not going to kill this guy. You're going to try. No. No, I wouldn't. It's it's very much against my character. He wouldn't do it. Trust me, you might not. Oh my goodness. Alright, let's do the shenanigans. Mind control is a bad thing. I need some, I need some better brain protection. Yeah, you do. First of all, real initiative. <sighs> Shucks deluxe. Okay. Can I just say I like how in order to represent... Baron Beauregard, you just typed guy old Baron Beauregard on the map. <laughs> I just needed a little reminder. Right. Anyway, I noticed you typed Master of Coin too, but isn't that his token in the middle? The um, the mat? I, I'm just saying to, to, to describe the map, like each office is its own thing. Eden knows where all these are. I rolled an 18 initiative. Oh my god. I'm going to be enchanted. Oh, I'm going to kill him when I don't even want to. This is terrible. You draw your sword and attack him. Oh, this is terrible. I hate this. I'm going to use a dagger. You didn't tell me what weapon I have to use, so I'm going to use a dagger. <laughs> a nice non-lethal dagger. <laughs> I, I like how it was like, if he, she ever asked you to do something your character would find abhorrent, five seconds later, kill him. <laughs> you made an attack. You miss. Basically, you draw your dagger and advance on this man. And in the back of your mind, you're screaming and you're, it slows your movements. And this man simply backs out of the way as you awkwardly sling down. Oh, thank goodness. He draws his sword and attacks you. Oh, no, wait. Please, no. You hear him saying something about puppets and how they are curse words, curse words, puppets. Yeah, I don't like puppets either. I hear what he's saying. Man, this story is getting good. He slashes through your armor on the side and draws blood. You take five damage from his rapier. Oh my goodness. Make a wisdom save. Thirteen. The action of him drawing blood makes the part of your mind that you were hoping would come save you retreat into the distance as instinct takes over. Oh. And you swipe the blade away and resume your attack attack again. This is awful. I should have just walked through and like have him say my name. You roll a 22 and hit and deal 6 damage. Do I have to attack or can I take another action? If it is an effort to kill him, sure. Okay, I'll, I'll see on the next turn. Okay. You drive the dagger deep into his shoulder and he yells and goes down to one knee, but brings his fist up, punching your arm away. It draws the dagger out. Looks like he's bleeding pretty profusely, but he's still in fighting stance. Mm. He brings his sword across again. It's mostly stopped by your armor, but the piercing tip goes into your side, mm. dealing three damage relatively shallowly into your side. And you have to make another wisdom save. Critical fail. Can I take an action? 
Uh, absolutely not. Because you have critically failed this charm. Actually, just tell me what you were going to do. I was going to remove my, my mask in the hopes that I would see something so terrifying that it will screw up the enchantment that she's put on me. The hell? He's got some secret we don't know yet. Nah. No. You, you critical failed that you're not going to be able to take any uh, any additional action. Sorry. Okay. Sorry for critical fails, but critical right. fails is right. critical fails. Right. It's not the end of the world, man. This Mag guy seems like a dick. Magic or is it? All right. Uh, make another attack. I rolled a 23 with my dagger. Siege crits on this noble, the Count Terence, swipes his dagger across Terence's throat, and he begins to gurgle and bleed <gasps> out. Sorry, no. sorry, sorry. I, I'm really engrossed in the story right now, and I'm no. sorry, I didn't mean to do that over your voice, so I'm gonna shut up. You guys can continue. <laughs> Terence slumps to his knees, then to his side, dropping his rapier on the ground. Siege, you break out of your charm. You stand there with your dagger out and bleeding from a couple wounds. The woman on the other side of this gurgling, bleeding body smiles at you coquettishly. I'm cheesed. I just, I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. As you wait, trying to gather your thoughts and process your cheese, she says to you, wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say process your cheese? Because I said I'm cheesed. I said I'm cheesed. I see. Okay, okay. It's, it's, it's to, okay. So really, I apologize you're for interjecting you, there. you just were forced to slit a guy's throat, I'm putting and you just cheesed? Oh, shucks. Guys, oh, the, shucks guys, the lux, guys, man. Really? You're, you're going you're gonna to make from the way I talk now? The more we talk, the less the less story we can get done. So wait, okay. Uh, what were you saying, James? She says to you, Thank you very much for letting me go. This man has been holding me for far too long and done far too little with me. He bursts into flame and is gone. Right in the mud. Oh, snap. I know who that was. I am going to quickly leave the office. You try to wipe the blood off of yourself or your blade? Yeah, I'm going to try and clean up any immediate blood. And then I'm going to change into my other change of clothes that I had before. Because they wanted to put me in the fancy clothes. So I'm going to change into my vintage outfit, as Eden's servants have said. But I'm going to do that in a different room. Like, maybe I'll go down to the servants' quarters. It's empty. So you roll on down the hall, trying to stay casual as you pass by some folk. And I'm assuming you close the door behind you? Yeah. Roll a performance to look casual and also keep all your bloody bits covered, but not look like you're draculing your crepe. And that is enough to beat the rando servants who are in a rush. You find yourself in the servants' quarters, and only because you came in through the servants' door were you able to bring your stuff. Because if you had gone through the front, you wouldn't have your backpack or anything like that. Right. You start changing into your clothes. We go back to the peeps. All right, so you guys are back in the feast hall. Your eclectic ambassador has been pulled away by responsibility. What do you do next? Well, real quick, just to make sure, I'm going to ask Alana if she's doing okay. You feel a little tiny paw with claws tap on your neck once. Okay, well, that's good. What comes next to these parties? Are you supposed to uh, mingle? Well, uh, or you could just stuff your face. You know, you don't necessarily have to mingle if you don't want to. I don't think it would look particularly right for me to be stuffing my face while I'm supposed to be on duty. No, probably not. Which is tragic, but just <laughs> the way it is. You're welcome to step your face, though. I'll just watch longingly. Oh, Aww. believe me, I will. Just kidding. I'm so not going to do Eden, that in front of you. Eden goes to grab a hors d'oeuvre and then looks at Sten's just sad puppy face. <laughs> and then Here. draws her hand back, just looking dejected. We can share. Harsh. I don't think feeding me would be the best course of action right now. Oh, whatever. No one's, well, okay, that was going to say no one's paying attention, but that's probably a big fat lie. 
Yep. Yes, the orc is probably something of a curiosity. A bit. Although you could just play into the racism and just be like, oh, if I don't keep him fed, he goes feral. <laughs> <laughs> Toss me some scraps. Oh, that's bad. That's awful. All right, who else can we mingle with? Uh, da, da, da. Who's the guy on the on the far right again? He is Lord Primrose. He is the person in charge of the army at large. And the he is the, the Lord Commander. The Lord Commander. And the guy on the far right is the is Mr. Wizard? Switch. The guy on the far right is oh, the Lord the, Commander. The guy on the, the, guy on the, the, guy far, on the far left, left is the uh, Nemerian of the Second Order. Okay, so Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard. I want to go talk to Mr. Wizard. He is speaking with a young woman and simultaneously stuffing a couple of pigs in a blanket in his mouth, doing loudly. He has long, dark hair, a kind of scruffy black beard. He's wearing violet robes, and you can see in his belt is a wand. Ooh. I like this guy already with the stuffing his face thing. He's got kind of a uh, permanently raised eyebrow, but he is definitely got some crumbs in his beard. Yeah, my kind of guy. He looks over at you when you approach, and the young woman he's talking to makes her escape. He looks over at you and says, Yes, what can I do for you, lady? Alright, well at this point, Eden is going to grab a fruity-looking little cake-like dessert off of a tray. And yes, seeing as this guy seems to really love to eat, she's going to ask, have you have you tried these tarts yet? They are absolutely divine. Oh, yes. Are those the strawberries? I haven't tried the tarts. I'll grab another one for you as soon as I I can. On on the sly. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, he asked, is it the uh, strawberry or the lemon? Oh, it's the lemon. Oh, I haven't tried that one yet. No, I uh, don't mind. And he pulls it from you and stuffs it in his mouth, does a little eye roll of ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you uh, spoken with your father? He, he was having me uh, look at some bodies before. Nasty business. No, I actually haven't seen him yet this evening. And um, I'm sorry, it, you said you were looking at bodies? Why Why were you doing that? Oh, don't don't worry, young miss. It doesn't uh, hurt my appetite in any way. Uh, it, uh, uh, there's something going on inside the town. There's, there's a young elven woman. She uh, had a, a mark magically removed, I believe. Interesting. Well, how did, how did you come across this woman? Uh, I believe some uh, freelancers brought her in. Out of character, you guys. Yeah. Brought this in. <laughs> I got it. Right, right. Remember a cart full of body and random heads? So she's she yep. some sort of slave, not, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Not actually from that kingdom. Gotcha. That is interesting. I agree. It was some very good uh, you know, illusion magic. I haven't seen anything like it since I was back in the real kingdoms. I see. Not that Do this you... isn't a real kingdom, you know. I. I <laughs> of course, of course. Do you happen to know where where my father is? I would have expected to have seen him by now. He sort of stands a little taller and stretches his head around, looking over the crowd. I, I haven't seen him. No, I, he's not really the most sociable person. You know, always comes to me with business, business, well, business, business. Yes, I, I guess that's not surprising. Is there anything I can do for you? I, I can tell you oh. where all the best trays are. That young, <laughs> that young lady over there, the blonde, she's got this amazing dumpling style with not just meat, but also honey. Oh, 
it's good. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Oh, yes, don't worry. I plan on trying just about everything I see, so you don't need to worry about that. Oh, that's, that's, that's why I like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to try to get from this guy? You guys can metagame about this a little bit, because there are probably magic questions you've had that you didn't have yeah. answers to. I mean, it might be nice to like know about the various magic users in Namtar's life, Uncle Nami. I guess we could, well, yeah, I guess we could ask about lycanthropy in general, the means of curing it, although I feel like we've got that somewhat nailed down. Tell me everything that you know about magic. Go. Um, yes. I will be here all night. Just, just, uh, you have a seat there, and I'll, I'll go get some, uh, I'll just get a whole tray and bring it with it, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk. I already oh, went perfect. to school for this sort of stuff. I'm sure you'll be able to at least understand my dissertation. Oh, but, yes, definitely. I mean, I certainly haven't studied as much as you have, but I do have certain, certain abilities myself. Oh, I don't doubt, I don't doubt it. You have, we all have special skills. And he... <laughs> I was kind of joking. I, you probably don't actually want to have him just go on okay, tirade you know, about I, his I, like I, personal I'm, PhD I project. You were serious. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in, Molly. You are killing me. <laughs> My character has just committed a murder, and you're making endless small talk. And I'm, I'm just like, I'm dying of the anticipation. <laughs> this, like, you just killed a man. Now let's talk about finger foods. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, geesh. But yeah, basically what you asked is tell me about, you know, your eight years in, you know, your PhD and what your pro- your thesis was on. <laughs> Probably didn't want to ask that. Although if you did, it's going to take the rest of the night, but you're going to learn some stuff. That's for sure. Will it be useful stuff? Eh, I'll roll a luck check. <laughs> we can leave this at he starts telling you about dumb stuff and then you're like, Ugh, and leave. Or you can uh, shut him down and ask something else. Either one is good, narratively, I think. Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to ask him about his studies, and then if slash when he starts to get long-winded about it, I'm going to find an excuse to walk away. Okay. He starts to get real rambly real quick, and he starts... <laughs> I already got this guy pegged. I figured that would happen quick. He starts talking about the ley line convergence of this one place in the world and how it's, you know, so perfect for the specific type of casting. It's basically like one of those PhDs about something entirely theoretical, but not useful theoretical. It doesn't like point in any direction. It's just like, what if bees? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Just string theory, basically. Oh, science joke. <laughs> you managed to extricate yourself, leaving him only a little bit miffed at having this person not be interested in his thesis. You hear him grumbling around. Uh, so, must not understand how, how important this is. <laughs> well, it's probably all just over my tiny little head. Uh, he strokes his beard. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Okay, well, carry on. Have fun. Young people. Oh, Thank we offended you. the foodie. I feel kind of bad. Uh, don't worry about him. He'll forget about it in, in 20 seconds. Okay, the so... The only guy at this party I can even moderately relate to. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Alright, so... we're back to Guiche. Woohoo! You are in a small room with just a single cot and some very austere, you know, a little, like, candle and, like, a single desk with a tiny journal on it. Clearly somebody's... Cool. Quarters, one of the servants who's busy out there right. slaving away. You've changed the bloody but fabulous clothes are laying on the floor. Do you want to put them away or do you want to leave them there? No, I'm going to stash them up. Stash them where's up? Uh, is there like a window nearby or? There's a window into the courtyard with all the soldiers. No, it's the only window. No, never mind. I'm just going to bundle them up and hide them somewhere in the room. Okay, real uh, quick stealth check. 
I rolled a 17 stealth. You find a pretty good place right between the bed and the wall where it seems super dusty and shove it down there. Put the blanket back up on top, covering the hole. Pretty sure it won't be found for a little while at least. I feel terrible. I'm going to quickly grab a piece of of parchment out of that journal and write a note. You commit the worst crime ever and tear a page out of a book. No. Well, you said it was just a blank journal, right? A blank page, but still. Continue. Man, it feels like the murder might be more significant. And I'm... (laughs) And I'm just going to write down that he was murdered, that the Master of Coin was murdered by some sort of enchantress. And I'm going to just fold that up, take that with me. Put the candlestick in the office? What? No, I'm going to fold I up the page. I appreciate it, cool job. I'm going to fold up the page and take it with me. And then I'm going to, I think I passed by Eden's dad's office, right? Twice now, yes. Okay, can I tell if he's in there? Does it sound like someone's in there? Uh, you don't even have to roll perception. You can tell that there are boots scuffing in there. Sounds right. like maybe there's two people walking around. What do I do? Turn what do you person. do? Because I will get arrested. Slip it under the door and run. Dude, you already killed somebody. What's the? What could happen that's worse than I that? I get arrested. So I'm that's going to... Yeah, that is definitely worse. Than, no, it's definitely worse to be arrested than to kill someone. In D&D, you if personally. you're arrested, you're stuck in a prison cell. It's not fun. So... Actually, in real life, too. It's a <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to slip it under the door and then bolt really hard for the kitchen. All right, so you've got a long hallway to traverse under a pretty short amount of time if these people notice. Okay, wait, 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 there's people in this hallway? No, there are people in the room who might notice a thing on the floor. Then, never mind then, never mind I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to head to the kitchen. While you're sitting there pondering this, you look to the end of the hallway. Upon the door, you see a brass symbol of a down-facing sword with a scale attached to it. Symbol of law watches you. Wait, are you saying there's someone actually there watching me or what? He's saying that like he's feeling all like, is this symbolic of the fact that now the law is after him? No, it just happens to be that the Master Arbiter's office is right there. Okay, well, well then I'll just, I'll just push it under his door. <laughs> And then I will head to the banquet hall through the kitchen. And hopefully I've wrapped my wounds well enough that I'm not bleeding. I like to think I did. And then I will join them in the banquet hall, pretending like I didn't just kill someone. Okay, real quick. Do you have any hit die left? I have two hit die left. Okay, so since you're applying first aid, spend a hit die to make your wounds not bleed all over your clothes. Spill some ketchup or some tomato-based appetizer all over yourself. It would so I, I oh, that would totally work. So what, I get three health? Oh boy, okay. It's something. You've staunched the bleeding, but the wounds are deep, as he was using a rapier, and they just cut little narrow gouges in you. So you feel like it will take a little more to get over that. I should have just stayed in my cabin. I shouldn't have come into town. I'm going to just continue through the kitchen, trying to make it to hopefully warn people about what's going on. I don't know how much success they've had. And then I'll try and join Eden and Sten in the banquet hall. As you got back to the actual palace proper from the administrative buildings, you find yourself in that opulent hall, and you know which door leads to the kitchen. Are you heading down the opulent hall into the feasting room, or are you going heading back into the kitchen? Are you oh, going you know to appear I'm... through a door that says servant, or are you going to appear through a door that says I might be royalty? Who knows? I will just, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to go down any more crazy halls. I'm just going to go straight through the door that's in front of me. I won't go through the kitchen. So you step into the room. Do you slam in, like bust open the double doors, or no. do you timidly open them and squeeze through? Can I can I interject real quick? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. I, the, the, the shield thing brings up the point I was thinking about, but didn't want to find a place to mention. But I'm just going to assume Sten is not carrying his enormous sledgehammer at the moment. Uh, you can be if you want to. It does not seem like that would be blending, like sort of thing a classy bodyguard would use. Uh, yeah, you're right. Let's say he doesn't have it. I just. That's I better. Th- 
I just slip into the room as if I'm someone who went to find the bathroom. Okay, roll stealth. 13. You get into the room. Only a couple people look. You know, one lady goes, Ugh, they'll just let anyone in here. But for the most part, you're not being noticed. You do see Eden and Sten over there. Mostly Sten and then Eden. I do tend to stand out. I head over to them and I, I lean in close to Eden. I whisper, I don't know why, but they have cats in the kitchen. You might want to be careful with, her name is Alana, right? Yes. Yep. You might want to be careful with Alana as a mouse. Oh, gosh, thanks. By the way, where have you been? Alana goes tip, tap, 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 tap on your neck. Oh, okay. Um, Let me guess, she can totally handle cats. Are cats going to be an issue for you? Tap, tap. And that is no. Tap. Okay. I guess we don't have to worry so much about that. Tap, 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 tap. Ouch. Jeez. All right. Well, I guess at some point we may have to check that out, but as long as it's not going to be an issue. Tap. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to geese this so hard. Do I know who the ambassador is? No, no, you do not. I, I forgot to mention it earlier. There are several hobgoblins in the room, mostly, you know, very wealthy trader looking type fellas. Yeah. Some of them have the Amber Sun symbol somewhere stylishly sewn into their clothes. I ask Eden, do you know who the, the ambassador is? Yes, that lovely three-horned lady up there at the table up at the front of the hall, that would be her. She is playing a game of patty cake with the blob of flesh child. This poor child. Like, man. <laughs> She's disrespected. What's he ever done to any of us? She's playing patty cake with the young child prince who seems to be enamored of her. I, I nod slowly and I say thanks. And I'm, I'm still kind of dazed because not only am I hurt, I've done something I really do not agree with. And I try to approach the ambassador and in a mostly discreet way. Are you going to wait at all to be discreet, or are you just going to walk up there? Because there's no way to discreetly walk up to the head table where the king resides. There are guards in the way. Oh, shoot. Do you want us to go with you? Yeah, actually, could you have her step away so I can talk to her? Sure, I can certainly try. Okay, so I'm going to go lean against the wall, waiting for her to step away from the, the table. Okay, and just uh, so we're clear, what are you telling people you're here for so that I, I don't give one the wrong fake story? If anyone asks, I am a representative of the Walcor family. Walcor. Okay, got it. Yeah, and if you get into real trouble, just pretend I approached you to ask that you didn't know much else. Okay, worth a try. That would be the societal way to do it is to be like, oh, this person asked me to introduce you. Perfect. Okay, so I am going to go ahead and approach the ambassador and the small blob. As you start to approach, she looks up when you get within about 15 feet of the table, and she smiles at you and puts a finger up, and then very quickly wraps up the game, and the, the prince looks disappointed, but goes back to his food, and she comes around and says, Oh, it is always a pleasure. Oh, thank you. And I'm very sorry to interrupt, but uh, I have someone over here uh, who very much wants me to introduce you to him. So I was wondering if you wouldn't mind just talking to us for a couple minutes. Oh, very well. I would love to meet someone. Is this person like you? Well, I don't know if I would go that far, um, but I'll let you judge for yourself. A wise move. Once you lead her in the direction of Gish, she there are several people along the wall. It's not Gish stands out only the slightest bit, but even before you get to him, she advances out ahead of you guys. 
slams her hands against his chest and pushes him against the wall. So and, like, weird. Puts her, <laughs> and puts her face really close to his chest and takes a long, dragging, inhaling sniff. Oh, God. I like working on the docks, man. People are weird. She looks back at you, Eden. This one? Yes, that one. He is like you. Smells good, doesn't he? Maybe I let under it your breath. a little bit, yes. She says he smells like blood. I, uh, what? Is this my opportunity to talk now? Yeah. You're the ambassador, right? Yes, I represent the Avsal. And I just very plainly state, I don't know if this is something you're aware of, but political moves have been orchestrated in a conspiracy, and someone wants to incorporate your government in an effort to attack the local elf villages. At the moment, I think someone is trying to kill you. Like, because once again, it's what Jeskeech does. He's just going to put it out there because he's already bleeding and hurt. Like, he thinks this is probably going to go bad for him. So he's just going to own everything. And Can okay. anyone hear us? Yeah, well, that's I'm, I'm, my question. I'm, is... I'm speaking low. We already went over this, but with, it was like with storms with, and boats with, and shit. With her, with her regard for personal space, I'm sure I could speak at any volume extremely low and she would hear me. Fair point. And I start to explain the lycanthropy matter and tell her that I have proof of all of this. She will press her finger against your lips. Shh. I know. We will see who wins this game. I just kind of shake my head like, what am I doing? I don't want these people. This is this is too much. I just want to be in a cabin. I want to get away from this. I just shrug. I, I just signal to Stan and Eden that I'm going to go see Kite. Stan just nods. I definitely get the impression that uh, this woman knows everything we knew to came to, and came to tell her about and more. And we could hear, Stan and Eden could hear their entire conversation, right? You could hear her part of it, but not Eges. Okay. We could what probably you... reasonably guess that he was being very explicit about things. Right. What the two of you see is her come up to Gage weird with him, and then him lean in close and whisper for a little bit, and then her put her finger against his lips and say, I'm aware of the situation. We'll see who wins. And then Gage looks distressed for a minute and then gently pushes by her. She just follows him with her body the whole time as Gage walks towards the outside. I'm going to lean into Eden and say, I know I'm new to all this high society stuff, but you are way better at this than him. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm beginning to think that too. She will approach you after just sort of lingering on Ija's backside for a moment. Not specifically his backside, but his... Uh, I was going to say, that came out of the blue. Her gaze upon him in general. She turns to you two, not speaking to either of you directly. I'm in no position to stop what might come, but you might be. What? Do tell. Sten risks uh, being a little more conspicuous. She looks at Eden. I'm but a boat on the storm. What do we oh, have yep, the power to do that, that you would not have the power to do? Your clear skies. Keep me safe. Oh boy. How am I supposed to see in this maelstrom? She looks around the room, just people talking everywhere. It's very crowded. Yeah, I'm with her there. I must sail straight and hope I do not strike the rocks. Oh god. For a second there, I <laughs> dared think we were going to speak somewhat plainly. Alas. <laughs> Sorry. She, at this point, sort of pointedly looks at both of you and then steps away. No pressure or anything, I guess. Yeah, we got this. I mean, I can hit things with a hammer real good, so, you know, we need to do that to resolve the situation I'm in. There are lots of things that look like hammers in here. Just decorations and table legs and whatnot. So. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I think we'll stop with that.
with that, our heroes have gotten personal with the guests. Maybe too personal, but the evening is still young. Will Grey Fox bring back ice cream for the whole party? Will Stan manage to sneak a snack? Will Eden get the meat, the blobby prince? And will Gij get kicked out for wearing his old outfit? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes.